0: Minor wisdom quintet. Oh, <laughs> one, two, as good as do. Minor wisdom.
1: Oh, how the turns have table. This has been a heck of a week for me, personally speaking, and I know that it's been a heck of a week for a lot of theater teachers, especially in the state of Texas. Governor Abbott officially closing schools, and it is the right decision. We do not need to be going back. Our district closed earlier in the week, officially. Austin ISD, Dallas ISD, they had all closed already. That They're looking at us like that's so a couple of weeks ago. And it's the right decision. We're all going to officially be online learners and educators now. So that's okay because, you know, we're creating content that we're ult- ultimately going to be using, you know, down the line. And if it were me, uh, I'm n- not the, the foremost uh, efficient on this. But if it were me deciding, I have a feeling that we're going to be doing this sort of quarantine intermittently Over the next year or so. Because I do not think we should be going back to public places quite so quickly. But that's my opinion. Anyway, I also get why people want to go back to work and make that money. Well, get creative. Maybe start making some money some other ways. But do what you can. Go work at Amazon. They need tons of people. Go start working at retail. Because they're going to do some uh, takeout versions of retail. So, anyway, there are ways to sort of make ends meet, I think, for some people. I do have some friends in the industry, in the entertainment industry, that have filed for unemployment, and they just do what they got to do. A lot of them have done it before, because that's the entertainment industry. You just, uh, every once in a while, you file for unemployment, because you can't find a job. Speaking of entertainment industry, so I will not be going back to school. I, I repeat, not be going back to school. I have already taken out my name from going back to the University of Houston and getting an MFA. I was accepted officially, but because of where we are now, diving into the world of entertainment is probably not the wisest thing to do since we don't know when it will be coming back fully. And so, in order to support my family, I will be staying in education. Now I will not be telling you where I am going until I tell other people where I am going, but. That is the, I guess, official announcement, and that happened all this week. So a big week for me, lots of changes, and I'm, I, I am sleeping better at night knowing that I will have a consistent paycheck, and I'm very blessed for that, for being a teacher and being an educator. Now, I didn't want to leave teaching uh, to begin with. Uh, as I didn't want to leave education, shall I say. So this isn't me tucking my tail between my legs and saying, uh, I made a mistake. I need to go back to education. And it's not something that I didn't want to do. It's just I wanted to go get that MFA. I wanted to teach college. I wanted to take a break from the public school sector, but uh, I'm not now. So I also want to feed my children. So that's uh, kind of a, a motivation, if you will, to be able to get back into the public education world. Uh, That being said, Thespians has gone officially online for their International Thespian Festival. Say what you will about it. Uh, We personally, I don't think we will be competing or doing anything, maybe looking at the college stuff and maybe not. I don't know. Uh, But that's a tough one. You can't do group musical on uh, you know, for your IE online. That's, that's not just not going to happen. So why pay for it? I don't even know if that's a thing. It may not be. I didn't research. I don't know if you can tell from this podcast. I don't do a lot of research. I just kind of fly by the seat of my, well now it's been gym shorts for the past month or so. So I fly by the seat of my gym shorts. That all being said... I'm a little surprised uh, that people haven't put out there yet, you know, do your one-act play via Zoom. I think that could be a whole lot of fun, and there's no time limit on the Zoom calls right now. They've taken that away. So why not get out there? I've seen lots of people say they're crushed and upset, and they've worked so hard, and this and that. Well, get your kids on a Zoom call, your one-act play kids, and record the Zoom call of you guys doing your play. I think that would be totally fun and a great way of showing, in the future, how the show must go on and have them maybe put on a a costume from the top up or something to that effect and record them having a good time doing their show. I think that that is something totally doable and totally feasible. So you heard it here first, folks, probably not an original idea, but I know there are some people out there, some innovative folk, Kaylin, you know, I know she's one of those types of people that could definitely figure it out. Why not get on there and do it? So This week, guys, I've got Matt Peters, Matthew Peters from the Woodlands High School. He works with a lot of awesome kids, and I know this because I work up in the Woodlands for a group called Class Act Productions, and uh, you can find them at classactproductions.org. They put on practically professional shows with high school kids in them and the the high school kids aren't always professional but the designers are and Matt Peters the reason this kind of came about this interview kind of came about is he's put together he's put together online twhs theater er.com he's put together these sort of I don't know if they're master classes necessarily but they're Q&A sessions and they're a whole lot of fun he asked me to come on I went on uh, over a week ago, Friday, and this past Friday he had John Shellady on, who's the set designer for Classic Productions and also an architect for Gensler, so he's kind of a big deal, but we went online and uh, all these different people, you can go on and see the schedule, it's a daily thing, even Saturdays, that have some really Awesome guests. Some of them are alum of the Woodlands High School, and you know their names. Some of them are professionals in the industry that have no association with the city of Houston, the Woodlands, Texas, whatever, the South, whatever. But but it's great. And he's putting in some good work to do that. And he's invited everyone to join those talkbacks. So I wanted to get Matt on just to get to know Matt as well. He is a friend and a colleague with the Texas Thespians Board, but even that He's a big sports fan. He's an Aggie, although you'll hear us talk about his love for OU as well. But uh, Matt Peters is an awesome dude, awesome, great guy, one of the nicest people you'll ever meet, and again, a a director and educator, extraordinaire, hardworking dude. So enjoy my interview of Matt Peters. Enjoy some normalcy. I will still try to get this to you every single week. I shall do my best. I've got my wife in my back pocket just waiting to interview her because I know some people actually would like to hear her, but I don't want to waste that. I don't want to pull that plug yet, you know, Uh, or pull that trigger, shall I say. Anyway, enjoy Matt Peters and enjoy this week's Garoner Joke.
0: Uh,
1: uh, 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 uh. Does February march? Because April, May.
0: All right, so... Uh, my name is Matthew Peters. Uh, I am a currently a theater director at the Woodlands High School um, up in the Woodlands, Texas. Uh, not to be confused with Houston. We are the Woodlands, Texas. <laughs> yes. Uh, I figured that out when I first moved up here. Um, uh, with that, uh, I actually uh, grew up in Houston, graduated from Spring Woods High School, um, and then went to Texas A and M, where I got a uh, degree in history. Um, and a minor in theater. Um, And uh, then I my first teaching job was in uh, a leaf ISD at Elsick High School. Um, I taught there for four years before moving up here. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Go Rams. Uh, Before moving up here uh, to uh, to work at the Woodlands High School.
1: Cool. So you went to Texas A&M I did. Uh, Why didn't you get your degree in theater? Why didn't you want to go or get your major in theater?
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, um, I guess I was kind of my, my parents and, and my counselors got to me Mm -hmm. and said, you know, you need something like a, like a, like a real degree, um, (laughs) uh, something that's more marketable. Um, and so I, I did the history thing and I, and I, I love history and I, I, had figured I want to be a history teacher. That was my goal. Um, and so I was like, I'm going to be a history teacher. So here it is. Um, and then I kind of given up on the idea of directing theater and, and, and all of that, maybe doing some community theater work here and there just as like an actor or technician mm-hmm. or anything like that. Um, and when I got to the a um, Elsick high school, my, one of the assistant principals at the time was Mary Williams. And she had been my English teacher in high school. And so she had known that I'd done high school theater and all that. And she said, "Um, I see here that you've minored in theater. Would you be willing to be after school help? We need an assistant. Um, I wouldn't be teaching any classes, but after school help. And I said, yeah, why not? Sure, let's do it. And then I I got sucked in and realized how much I I missed it. And that's what I wanted to do full time. So I went back, got certified. Uh, And here we are.
1: And do you have the long, um, does your family have the long Texas A&M lineage or were you the first Aggie? Yeah,
0: I was the first Aggie um, uh, in the family. I was actually the first in my family to go to college. Um, uh, My my parents, my dad started work straight out of high school. My mom uh, went to a junior college, um, but I was the first to, to go to college. And I wanted to be a Longhorn for the <laughs> longest I was I was definitely what you would call a t-shirt fan is that public uh, knowledge uh to the family it was I, <laughs> I, I used to get longhorn garb right. all the time um for Christmas and birthdays and stuff uh and uh I I remember in high school they had an a education recruiter come and they came before the UT one right. um and they got me brainwashed does, me right does, there.
1: Does Mark Batts know this about you? <laughs> no, no. Well, I mean, he will now. Uh, okay. So we My, might have to have a talk. Yeah, yeah. I feel, <laughs> I feel yeah. like I feel like your next meeting might be your most uh, most sensitive <laughs> with him. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, but
0: but I was I was I you know even when I went I was I'm going to be a two percenter you know with yeah. an A and M person who's not as invested in the sports and saying howdy yeah. and giggle. Uh, and then I went to fish camp and, you know, we got the brand, brand on the butt and, and on we go.
1: So you and I have the, the exact opposite degrees. So I have a theater degree with a minor in history. Uh, what type of history did you focus on or did you focus on one specific kind?
0: I'm real into, uh, war, uh, wartime
1: history. Exactly. We're literally the same. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Especially, especially American wartime history. Uh, something about it just gets me excited. And I think too, like the theater side of us, you know, we can, we can as directors and designers and actors and all of that, we can see it in our head. So when I'm reading history, I see it and it just makes it feel alive for me. Um, Big Civil War guy, big World War II guy, uh, American Revolution right. um, so I and I, I looked at all that. Some of the most interesting classes I took at Am were um, I took a, a class on Irish history and that super interested yeah. me
1: um, in that so the the most interesting class and this includes my theater classes that I took at UH was CIA in the Third World. and Ooh. it was a weekly class. It was a three hour weekly class. Uh, every like Friday or something, so it sucked. You're like, oh, I gotta go to class oh, on Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. But the class itself was just phenomenal, and every week was a new third world country that the CIA had history with, and it was amazing. Oh. It was just that sounds awesome. Yeah, it was amazing. So, <laughs> that sounds awesome. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. Uh, I would the, love that. Class. Horrible. Pr- the professor was not the best teacher. He just mm-hmm. was reciting what. He like he knew everything. It was, he was he wasn't reading anything. He, he yeah. had it all up here, but but he but he wasn't he wasn't engaging at all. The yeah. con, the content was engaging, but he was not. He would every once in a while try to throw in a joke, and it was just like. You know, we're all, like, sitting there, come on, like, this is bad. That he had been cultivating for years <laughs> yeah. and got
0: a laugh, like, yeah. 10 years ago and yeah. just
1: stuck with it. Exactly. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, but, but that that's fun, though. That's fun to know. I didn't know that about you, about kind of how yeah. opposite, uh, we're opposite. We're practically the same. We're both sporting. My beard is not nearly as long as yours yet. Uh, no,
0: no, I, I – uh... I told my wife. I said, when all this went down, I should have shaved, and then just, you know, Re-grue had it. that kind yeah. of quarantine beard. But yeah. now this is, I can't say that this is
1: quarantine. coming in late. So yeah, yeah. you know, th- there was there was a rumor that the the beard is actually something that uh, can harvest the the coronavirus. So I was told I had to shave it. Now I'm growing it back, and yeah. and my my daughter made my oldest made a deal with me. She's seven and a half she said daddy i, I don't want you to, to shave your beard until you're till i'm 10 and she made me pinky swear <laughs> old school full house pinky swear and so, so you, i i'm you stuck. can't break it now no yeah and, and i and i told her Ava, i don't want to do the cheeks like let me trim you know i don't want to have these large cheeks and furry yeah. cheeks so she's going to let me grow it down she she and or she'll allow me to not grow it out, shall I say, and so I'll grow it down. It down. Yeah.
0: The Jeff Bagwell, the, Yes. what was it? Nineteen nineties Jeff Bagwell. The Bagwell, Bagwell the Keichel, down. whatever yes. you want to call it. Yes. The, the
1: Harden even. Harden keeps his pretties pretty trim on the sides. Yeah. So. so when
0: we when we think Mount Rushmore of Beards in Houston, <laughs> yes. we think uh, Keichel, Harden, and Blake Minor.
1: Yeah. Well, and what's what's funny about that when when Kai, not to get off topic, but still, that's what this podcast is about. And no, I'm not drinking uh, White Claw; it's actually an energy <laughs> drink. Um, yeah. But when when Keichel was first brought to the Astros was was in our minor league system, he had his beard, and so I I had a beard, and I would wear an yeah. Astros cap. And when I was working there, I would be on the field uh, wearing Astros stuff because we had to during games. Yeah. and not the jersey but just an Astros shirt or something and um people would from the stands think I was <laughs> Dallas Keuchel i'm not kidding that's not a joke that like it and i had no idea who the guy was cuz i mean i'm an Astros fan um yeah. but i I'm not this like i got to know everybody that's in Corpus Christi's the the hooks yeah. you know i'm not that kind yeah. of guy so um i just knew who was up in the majors and maybe a, a hot prospect or something but I didn't know who, I was like, who in the world
0: are these people
1: talking to? And, yeah. and then one of my friends that worked behind the scoreboard with me had to smarten me up with, it's, he's, 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 a, he's in our system right now. He's, he's, he's yeah, coming. he's a guy. Yeah, he's a guy. He's a guy. You
0: should, it, he's a guy.
1: He'll, he'll make more money next year than you'll make in your life. So it's fine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So uh, you are a big sports fan. Um, Huge. You, you're you're one of the few people that I know that uh, and and not to bring him back up, but Mark Batts is in this category as well that likes wearing hats just as much as I do. I love wearing hats oh. all the time. Yeah, yeah. I, I. As uh, we speak, neither of us are wearing hats. But anyway, continue. Neither of us
0: are wearing hats right now. But yeah, <laughs> it's quarantine life. Yeah, you don't need to. Yeah. Um, no, I yeah, I love sports. I am a big uh uh Aggie fan obviously. Everything the Aggies do. Uh big Houston sports fan. Sure. I grew up um following the Oilers, uh the Rockets 94-95. My mom actually let, like let me stay up past my bedtime for those. Yep. Uh I still have my Elajuan jersey which is very very tiny now. Right. Um so yeah, so I grew up a, a sports fan, and I, uh, I I like you too. I love wearing hats. There's something uh, comforting
1: about wearing a hat. I don't know what it is. It's also for me. It's the uh, I feel like you're saying something when you have a T-shirt on that has a, a, a you know a sports team on it, a logo, because you can't just yeah. show up to the grocery store and take your shirt off, but you you, you can you can take your hat off, right? So if yeah. you're if you're in enemy territory, because my wife's from Dallas, so. There was a long time oh. there that I couldn't wear a, an Astros hat when I went to when we were doing the long distance thing. Right. So. Yeah. But but a shirt, I, I, I couldn't, you know. So <laughs> on my drive up to Dallas, I'd have my Astros hat on. And the minute I got up there, you know, if I had to stop for gas, nope, taking that bad boy off. <laughs> so, See, and I still feel weird, too. I I
0: mean, I'm 35 now and it shouldn't really bother me, but I still feel weird if I ever go to Austin. I'm oh, like, well, I can't pack <laughs> I can't pack my a&M hat. Like I got to leave that at home.
1: Yeah. Cuz well, you they,
0: know, you don't want to be that
1: jerk, I guess. They don't care about you anymore though. UT. No, yeah. No. UT does not care about A&M anymore. No. Can't no. An and A&M hat. doesn't care about UT either.
0: Eh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure. We're so, in the SEC. We don't need them. Yeah, right. We're
1: big leagues. Uh so you you said you went to Springwoods, right? Yeah, Springwoods High School, Terry
0: so, Hibbert, uh, yeah. and Yancey were my directors.
1: Okay, so you're the second, you're literally, it's literally gonna be back to back interviews of Springwoods grads, because last week I had nice. Kelly Harkins on. Um, oh, so Kelly Kelly was a, a senior when I was a freshman. Okay. And so, uh, so, yeah. so talk more about that time at Springwoods, because he, he was, you know, he, he has an interesting story, because he started theater, his, his life of theater started at Springwoods. Um, yeah, you, um, you started a little bit before that, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. so I, I started um, my my uh, first ever uh, acting thing was as an elf in a, in a church play. Uh, and apparently I did so well, they moved me up to Santa Claus the next year. And that was like, <laughs> that was the peak. Right. right. Um, but I got really into it whenever I was at Spring Oaks Middle School, which is the feeder to Springwoods. Um, and in sixth grade, I, I was in choir and I didn't want to be in choir, but my mom put me in choir. And the uh, choir director, Greg Morgan, at the time had a contact at the Alley Theater, um, and they were looking for children actors uh, to to do the Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. And so um, they told me, all right, come show up this day, um, bring a, a picture of yourself and sing a Christmas song, right? So me and my family, my parents roll in there. Uh, I have no idea about the acting world. We had a little Polaroid uh, picture of me, not a headshot. Uh, uh, no idea what I was doing. Walk in, uh, seeing <laughs> my, I think it was, uh, silent night. Uh, I practiced it for weeks. Uh, went in, uh, got that job and they actually called me back to come in and do inherit the wind. Oh. Uh, they, they liked that. So I did that show, um, with them. And then just kind of started doing stuff around town at, uh, hits, uh, uh children's community yeah. theater, yeah. uh, Miller outdoor theater productions, um, all of that. And then when I got into high school, my parents kind of gave me that decision. Do you want to get an agent? Do you want to try to pursue this? Do you want to, do you want to do this or do you want to just do high school? And I think just at that time for me, I was like, I saw my friends who were, who were children, child actors, and they didn't get to go to homecoming. They didn't get to go to prom. They didn't get to be involved in those high school experiences. And I think for me, I kind of was like, I want those. I wanted to be involved in that. So uh, I got involved at Springwoods High School um, and um, we did some really great stuff. It kind of was a perfect, like Kelly's, Kelly's senior year in his class had kind of started this renaissance, if you will, mm-hmm. of like um, kids that were super involved in theater and, and like the, the uh, super invested into it. Yeah. And I think that carried over into us. Um, um, and, and I think it was just a perfect storm of talent. Uh, because my senior year we were able to be um, one of the first productions of the Les Mis school edition. Uh-huh. Um, and we took that to TTSF and we took that to ITF and, and all of oh, that. Wow. I always, yeah. And I, I always tell my, <laughs> I always tell my students uh, now, that was like the peak. That's, that's where I peaked, yeah. right? <laughs> I was Marius in a high school edition of Le Mis. And then it's all been downhill after that.
1: Did you, did you have the the turntable? Uh, no, oh, okay. we actually didn't.
0: Um, we had our barricade. Actually, was on like a pivot point. Okay. And so it, and then yeah. it pivoted. We we still had that, but that was the only thing that really moved. The Probably rest easier of all to of easier to
1: travel with that, with something that pivots rather than yes. massive turntable.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we, so I was really lucky to uh, be there for that and work with with uh, Miss Hibbert. I still have a problem calling her Terry. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> See, and I and I've
1: only ever known her as Terry. So, and I've known yeah. her for years now. Uh, and, and I because Kelly calls her Ismert Hibbert, uh, or Hibbert, <laughs> yes. Hibbert Ismert, or whatever it is. You know, and very he enunciates the ismert, uh, yes, very specifically. Yes. So it's kind of funny. So what is, uh, I have two questions that come out of that. What is the role that you, you joked and said you peaked in Les Mis, but is that the, <laughs> is that kind of your big role? Is that, is that the, the thing you loved doing the most or is it one of the shows at the alley or what is it?
0: Um, or you none know, of the above. Yeah. Um, Really kind of after that I I did stop the acting stuff. Um, you know, when I went to A&M, my focus, um, I did, you know, I did some, you know, I did some shop hours, I did some tech things yeah. at the AM theater, but it's not it's not very big um at, at AM. Um but really that's kind of where I where I um at Spring Woods is where I kind of had a lot of the acting roles that I really enjoyed. Yeah. Um and being in both like a high school setting. And then, you know, also having that experience as like a child actor um, was always uh, that always was um, uh, two different worlds. And I was able to kind of balance that and see kind of, this is how the professional side runs versus this is how the high school side runs. And I try to balance that now uh, as a director um, of high school students is, you know, you you, want to give them as professional as possible so that they're as prepared as possible when they, if, if they go into this in the real world. Um, but also it's, you know, it's educational and sure. it's also fun, you know, yeah. you should be able to give them that. And I think that's what Terry, uh, did for me. She just, I mean, she just loved us kids and she just loved theater. Yeah. And I think that really just instilled in, in all of us still does. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah still does. <laughs> and, uh, and I still go back and I, like, I think, uh, I did the comedy sports, um, high school alumni match with Kelly. He was our, <laughs> our ref, but I yeah. went back for that. So it's always nice to to go back and, and see her.
1: Yeah. Uh, and then fr- from what you said as well, you mentioned that you had the Polaroid picture as as, yeah. a, as a headshot, if you will. So yeah. do, do your students know that? Know that story?
0: Uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I think I may have told a okay. few, but
1: I, I don't know. So I was going to yeah. say, like, you know, How do you defend when you when you're teaching a student the resume lesson or how to approach an audition? And here's this guy that got a couple of roles at a regional theater, one of the largest and most prestigious in the in the in the (laughs) United States, with a headshot on a Polaroid picture. Um, You know, do do you tell you know? And one of the more famous stories is Barbara Streisand. One of her first auditions was uh, uh, for Funny Girl. And she mm-hmm. had gum in her mouth, took the gum out, put it under her chair, sang, grabbed the gum, put it back in her mouth and walked out. And the and yeah. the, the the casting director, whoever was there, you know, casting the show, casted the show. No, but uh, whoever was there doing <laughs> yeah. that, whoever was there doing that, remembered this one phenomenal singer. And I'm sure there were a few that did this gum bit that they're like, Oh yeah, yeah, that was disgust that was weird. But they remembered yeah. her because of that. Yeah. So maybe you think maybe that's a uh a little bit of that story for you. Not nearly as yeah. disgusting, but yeah.
0: Not nearly as disgusting for sure. Uh you know, maybe. I yeah.
1: mean maybe it was
0: it was kind of like a like refreshing uh to the to the you know the people casting a little innocent maybe. A little yeah. innocent, yeah. yeah. Um um in what they were looking for. And I I I think that year was the year I played I think it was that year yeah that year i played the the um the kid that came out of underneath the coat of the <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. as need and want and yeah. then i was the turkey boy at the end um yeah so i don't know i i think with my kids um i would say it's it you know it was the 90s right. and things were crazy then right i mean <laughs> loose and fast with the rules yeah, uh, with polaroid <laughs> pictures yeah 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 don't don't do as i do yeah uh, right do as
1: i say uh so that going that's a good segue so uh what type of leader are you because i feel like you and i are very similar uh cut from a very similar cloth as far as personality is concerned what yeah what type of leader are you for your students um in the classroom Um, and after school
0: yeah um so i you know i think i'm one of those teachers i definitely um learned you know, kind of that old teacher rule, right. Where, where, when, you know, the beginning of the year, Mm -hmm. you got to be kind of more strict, right. You got to set those rules and you got to set those, those boundaries and things like that. And then you kind of, you can kind of loosen up. That's kind of the thought of like um, classroom management, if you will. Yeah. Um, So I guess in my class, I'm kind of that style. Um, But I also understand that it's like, it's, it's theater. This is a place where sometimes this is the kids outlet for creativity Um, This is the this is like the one thing and that we always talk about with the electives. um, A lot of times our classes are the reason they get up in the morning and come to school. And so I always try to keep that in the back of my mind Um, with the after school stuff like the department and everything like that. um, I just want to try to give those kids the opportunities that I have of going to TTSF and going to ITF. Um, but also, you know, trying to run it as professionally as possible and giving giving the kids the ability to do themselves. Right. Um, and I found that that's kind of hard because I I'm kind of that type A, control everything kind of personality. Um, but uh, Tim, Jackie Beck, our our um, department head, I've learned a lot from him in my time there about um, you know trusting the kids, letting the kids kind of go, and and like kids do, they're going to make mistakes, and they're going to they're going to fall flat on their face and, right. and you just have to be there um, to help them and pick them back up and, and assist. And sometimes, you know, you know this, sometimes you got to go in and just do it yourself. Yeah. Um, and so um, I, I definitely, my kids, I would say my kids definitely for me know uh, when it's time to work, we put our work face on um, and we're working. Um, but you know, when it's time to just hang out and you know, sure. I, I like to get to know the kids on a more personal basis because I feel like you'll get um better work out of them and I feel like they're more invested um if you show you're invested in those students then they're willing to to meet you that that halfway as well
1: so I was just asked this question in a interview setting shall I say I won't divulge too much information but um (laughs) if if you have the kid that, that doesn't want to do it what do you say to that kid
0: um I know for me, I mean, we have that all the time yeah. in theater. I don't want to perform. Yeah. Well, why, why'd you take theater? Yeah. Uh, you know, I I try to talk to that student. I try to say to them, you know, what is the hangup? What are you What yeah. are you scared about? What is making you nervous? What is making you not want to do this? And then just trying to find ways around it. Um, some kids, I'm more successful. I'm like, you know, this time let's say in a performance, this time you could do your monologue just for me, um, come in during advisory and you'll, you'll do your monologue. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's work our way up to eventually mm-hmm. performing in front of some of your classmates or all of your classmates. Um, you know, then if a kid's like, I, I don't want to do that, I don't want to do that. Then, you know, then we, we, we get into kind of those alternative assignments yeah. um, and things like that, trying to find, something that they enjoy, you know, maybe they're a great artist. Okay. Well then let's, let's, let's design something, or maybe they like manipulating things with their hands. All right, let's go get a shoebox and do a set design or something. Um, and just trying to, like I said, I feel like theater is the class where kids can, um, like, I don't even have desks in my room. Uh, we rarely sit in chairs. We're kind of up and about, um, a place where they can kind of let loose and kind of, um, not be in that regular kind of classroom style setting so.
1: have Have you ever found an unintentional diamond in the rough meaning uh for example you know you've got it like you said just a second ago you, you've got a kid that might be an artist so maybe you swing that kid towards working with publicity or the media side yeah. of things uh and then they, oh, all the they thrive you know yeah uh, all the time yeah.
0: uh, our um, do you I have remember... any that
1: that continued on? Sorry to interrupt you. Do, do you have any that, that you ended up finding that diamond and, and they continue my famous story while you think? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my story is with Pam Wilson. When I was at Morton Ranch, we had a kid He was the quarterback for the at that time JV football team, but with aspirations of being the varsity quarterback. Right. And we mm-hmm. took him and, and put him in. Uh, you Can't Take It With You, I think, is what it was. And then he ended up being our Conrad Birdie. And now he's working for ETC, right? And he listens wow. to this podcast and he hears me talk about him all the time. And, <laughs> you know, he'll text me or, you know, something. But yeah. anyway, but, but – and this was years ago. But I, I've held on to that as an educator thinking, yeah. you know, I've got this kid that had no plans on doing this and is now – has now turned it into a career and a, a very successful one is at that too. So Yeah,
0: the, I – I think for me, I think for me, I, I don't really have one that like sticks out, like, like stayed in the business. Yeah. Um, but I've had, I've had some kids who have come back as alumni or um, I, I had this one kid. Um, he was a baseball player. Uh, it always seems like it's sports. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he was a baseball player and um, he did theater and found that he really enjoyed it. And he was in our town and he was, Uh, He eventually was our lead in The Crucible um, and and all of that. Um, And he's not, he's going, I think he's more like right now he's studying uh, to go like uh, film. uh, He's really into like writing and filming and working on entertainment. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, And he texted me uh, late last semester where he was saying he is, he got elected into like the OU. Uh, representative like a, a gotcha. person who represents the college and he said he said his experiences in our theater department um taught him how to be more confident sure. uh, taught him how to be more confident and speak to people and to engage people and to uh, do that so that was really cool to but see he's at OU um, yeah I know oh, I know oh. well they're in the big 12 so uh, SEC we're okay with yeah, that
1: so maybe- I also I Maybe I, he's not as, as much of a success story as you first thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: maybe not. Yeah. Strike that from the interview. Yeah. Just cut that. Uh, but I did have, and I did have one of our students that kind of reminded me one of our students, uh, Peter McFoland, yeah. who, you know, yeah. um, he is auditioning, uh, and he went straight from high school, straight to audition and he, uh, got a part in the Kennedy centers production yeah. of Footloose. Um, and he's, uh, he came, he texted me one day and he said, uh, "Mr. Peters, thank you so much for enforcing your 15 minute before rehearsal time rule." Yeah. He said it's just common practice. Yeah. Uh, in the theater world, and he said um, he said you know I look at all I get there 15 minutes before every rehearsal and I look at all these people rushing in at the right. very end and 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 it's he's like thank you so much for for doing that and I think that's really cool to hear as a teacher just something as small as me forcing them or coercing them yeah. uh, to be there 15 minutes.
1: <laughs> encouraging uh, them, yes.
0: Encouraging, yes. yes. Uh, uh, 15 minutes before a rehearsal, just to get warmed up and things like that, those small things.
1: So Peter, you know, one of Peter's claims to fame is, uh, at least in the high school or, or public education roles, was Les Mis when he was in Les Mis. Yeah. When he was, uh, what's the little boy's name? Gavroche? Is Gavroche. The, yeah. Yeah, yeah, in the class act version. But anyway... <laughs> Uh, I digress. (laughs) Speaking of Peter McPullen, so switching to kind of what initially started us talking about doing this interview is so. So the Woodlands High School, uh, T.W.H.S. Theatre, E.R. Theatre dot com has all kinds of and like everybody's trying to do some sort of online something right now. But mm-hmm. you're doing it so successfully, and <laughs> so organized, and so well, and you've got some really cool people. And uh, you know, especially last Friday, I think was one of your better ones at 4 p.m. But uh, yeah, I yeah. mean,
0: he wow, yeah, like I it, know, just blew the wow. blew,
1: blew everything out of the water, just amazing. Yeah, Blake but,
0: Miner, I, Blake Miner, I think was his
1: name. Yeah, he was okay, but uh, yeah. such a good, <laughs> such good feedback. But you, in all seriousness, you have some like really great names um yeah and and then you have like speaking of not to keep going with this theme but you have some diamonds in the rough i'll speak specifically about john on uh today uh, yeah on today yeah which yeah. this comes out after so you know whatever but uh, john <laughs> Shelody who's not really well known in our world in theater because yeah. he's not really in theater but he's been a set designer up in the woodlands forever and if you've yeah. ever seen one of his sets and i highly encourage people to do that through classic org. Uh, not to plug them, but I'll plug them. But uh, <laughs> yes. if you've ever seen one of their sets, like he does not hold back, you know. No. Uh, with no. with his stuff, so there there is that guy, but he's also a Gensler architect, so that's mildly exactly. successful, I guess we'll say. Uh, but you have people coming up. You have people that have already uh, been through it. And I think you're going to have some repeat, correct, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So we, so basically when all this kind of went down in this quarantine, uh, I took a week off, you know, I took, I took that week where they said, okay, we're out of school for a week, yeah, just a week, you know, and I I knew it was going to go past that. And I, and I just kind of got bored. I'm one of those people who I just have to constantly be moving and constantly be working for something. Um, you know, summer for me is always tough, yeah. um, you know, because I, I want to, I, I don't know, I'm just one of those people. And so I just, I really just started emailing, texting, calling, um, anybody that I knew that was in the industry, uh, alumni who are currently, you know, in college, uh, who could speak to the college, uh, life, like what sure. that looks like a conservatory versus a public school and, you know, things like that. Um, I reached out to my friend Barry Busby, um, who I grew up with. He um, also did alley theater shows with me and he did um, hits as well. And he went to OU uh, again, sorry. Uh, I know. I'm he beginning to, to think you have
1: a weird fascination with OU, <laughs> but anyway, continue. Yeah, he
0: went up to uh, he he went up to New York, and he's a Broadway choreographer. Uh, okay. He just got done with uh, Tootsie. Um, he he was the associate choreographer for that. Anyways, I reached out, out to these people, and I said, um, "Is there anybody you know who would love to talk to these kids and yeah. share their information?" And um, the response has been awesome. Um, I I don't think anybody's ever told me no. I think everybody's like, "Yeah, what do you need me for?" Um, and I think that kind of speaks to our industry, yep. um, of, of that. Um, but yeah, we've had some, I mean, we, we had a uh, Edie Patterson on a couple weeks ago. She was the, the maid in uh, knives out. Okay. Um, uh, she talks about, she talked about her improv experience, uh, I think he two days ago, I talked to um, the In, In, Ingen, I don't know how to say the last name, but uh, uh, two uh, dance captains uh, on Broadway right now. One was the dance captain for Beetlejuice. Uh, the other was the dance captain for Rock of Ages. Wow. And cool. so we talked about that. Yeah. And like you said, we have technicians coming on, yeah. um, talking about, uh, you know, their stuff, sound design, set design with John, which I'm so excited to talk to him about. Yes. Um, super smart guy. And then I actually, today, I just kind of, um, uh, booked a few, uh, discussions with some alley theater, okay. um, uh, um, uh, production staff members. So, uh, the 24th of April, we're talking with Rob Melrose, the, okay. the artistic director nice. of the alley theater. Um, and so we, we've got that, but like I said, we've also got some fun classes. I had a, a, one of my, my journalism teacher, uh, wanted to teach a class about instant pot cooking. Because she loves Instant Pot and wants to spread that message, yeah, Yeah, real life. And uh, I got next week. I got a guy. Our um, one of our English teachers is a professional comic book artist. Okay, and so he's going to come on and he's going to learn teach the kids through Zoom. All of this is done online. Um, How to draw comic book characters. Wow. Um, Yeah. So it's it's been really awesome, and um, you know, hopefully kids are still learning information. It's, I like to equate it to, uh, you know, it's like classes you could take at TTSF, um, uh, just online and less of them. Um, but we're, we're talking about going to college for theater. We're talking about going to college for non theater people. Um, and just, you know, things that people might not know. And I've learned some things along the way as well. So. Yeah, that's
1: fun for you because you're you're getting to play uh, interviewer, Q and A guy, mediator. Yeah, uh, yeah. Are these... I,
0: get to, I get to do. I get to do the. I get to be the Blake Miner of this little experiment. Yeah,
1: yeah, but yeah, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> uh, but you, you are. Are you inviting anyone? Uh, uh, yeah. To these things. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, Any. So... Any anybody who would like to take these classes, yeah. Um, high school theater teachers, high school theater kids. I know we've had a few of of our middle school students yeah. who are interested in in learning. Um, like you said, it's twhs theater er yeah. re was already taken yeah. uh, right. uh, dot com, and uh, it's literally the first thing that pops up. It says what to do during quarantine. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really what
1: I mean. The 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 way that you've uh, designed your web pages uh, makes me kind of. Uh... I want to, I'm jealous. Uh, it's really yeah, nice. It's, it's yeah. Weebly, Weebly, man. Is, Weebly is this changed Weebly? my life. Really?
0: Yeah. <clears throat> wow. I changed my life and that's how, um, uh, a couple years ago, that's how I got the Texas thespians. Yeah. So we're going to talk Weebly. about that in a second. Um,
1: yeah, but, uh, <laughs> uh, it's just, it's really cool. And seeing all these, and you even have like links to <clears throat> the, uh, so you've, what you've changed over the past couple of days is, uh, you've, Put two different now it's two different pages. So you have links now uh, yeah. for these people that go to an explanation of who they are, a little bio of who these people are. Um, yeah, yeah, I like John's. it's cute. but uh the and the nice thing is is you you have and almost what within twenty four hours you post the zoom uh, link or whatever. So it's not sitting on there for weeks and weeks and weeks for these idiot zoom. Yeah, I do it. Yeah, I do it. I do
0: it the night before. Um, I, I send out, uh, to the, um, uh, to the guest artist. I guess. Uh, I always, um, I always get with them the, the night before, uh, and say, here's the information. Let's meet 15 minutes beforehand, just so we can talk and get on the same page. A lot of times to introduce myself and meet them. um, and so, uh, so I mean, if there's anybody out there listening to the podcast yeah, and, sure. and wants wants to share, uh, love to love to have you come yeah, on. Even, I mean, yeah, just...
1: mostly teachers that listen to this that want to throw their kids at this because yeah. some of these some of these are really great, you know. Um, yeah. So it' good on you for doing this. So uh, the transition to the thespian. So you're kind of known. As like the Segway guy, and I don't mean like Segways as yes. in you know from from one story to the next, just yeah. the, the literal physical technology Segway. Um, yeah, you you said something earlier about knocking kids down, <laughs> and, and and that's what initially made me think of like oh I got to ask him about the Segway. Have yeah, you ever had yeah. an incident with that thing or? Anything yeah, that, so, that legally you can discuss? <laughs>
0: yeah, 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 technically, yeah. Um, we first, so it, the segue first came around uh, when we were back in Dallas. Okay. Um, if you remember back at back at the Omni, uh, to far. get from the Omni yeah. to the theater was like a three-mile walk. Yeah, right. uh, and I was having to do that because I part of my job as tech, in Texas Thespians is uh, coordinating our main stage shows mm-hmm. um, and making sure they get loaded in and all that um and so i was having to run back and forth to deal with problems or issues or anything like that and i started getting blisters on my feet from having to walk so much yeah. and i finally i went to amy and i said amy is there any way that i can get some kind of transportation to go back from one place to the other so so we were able to get a uh, uh golf cart we rented okay. the golf cart so i could i could also drive the guest artists back right. and forth between the place um you know cuz you know professionals right. they don't want to be and and walking. for the
1: record amy makes us all uh she makes us all go barefoot for the entire week so yes yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah, it's a weird, yeah, yeah. one just of those weird the, things yeah
0: yeah just to be on the board you got to walk across hot coals <laughs> yeah at the beginning right, of the right, week right and that's it though
1: um, that's that's the old yeah that's, the whole that's all initiation. you have to do yeah, yeah yeah
0: um so so then when we got to the on or uh, the gaylord um we didn't have to go outside but i still have to go back and forth so much between the two spaces right um because the 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 office and the workshops and all of yeah. that are on one side of the building and then the theater is on the complete opposite side and so uh we got special permission uh from the Gaylord uh yeah. to to ride the Segway, um and uh it's been a it's been a help there's been one time that i can think of uh, when we first got it, I leaned forward too much and it just took off. <laughs> and I was like, eh, "Here it is. This is my wipeout moment." Uh, and I just stuck my foot off, and it immediately recorrected. I mean, yeah. The technology is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and then there was one time where I was trying to get into the um, the theater, yeah. and it was like a mob of children just rushing it, uh, and you know, children being children just kind of knocked into me. I'm pretty sure I ran over somebody's foot. Yeah. Well, uh, but they seem to be okay. They ran off and yeah. got their seat. So
1: the adrenaline, <laughs> but other than that,
0: yeah. yeah. Other than that, it's been, uh, it's been pretty, pretty nice. I need a bell, I think.
1: Yeah. Well, so that's, so that brings me to my next little story, you know, so we, for, uh, uh, what was it? Was it this year that we had the the little scooters? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, got yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. So we had these, we had these scooters cause, uh, Amy's husband owns these, these two rather fast <laughs> scooters. <laughs> yeah. They're like street legal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're, they're 50, they go up to almost like 50 miles an hour. It's, it's ridiculous. So, so Brian, uh, Moses and I, uh, take these out. Initially we, get, we took them out And hesitantly took them out to go find Charlie Woods, right? Because as most people know, that Gaylord area, (laughs) uh, the parking and all that stuff—you know—it's no secret that it's a little confusing for some, especially if you're bringing a truck. So, so we go—we're we're we're on a Charlie Woods search, right? In you know, um, (laughs) and we take these things out to the street, and they're fine. We end up getting used to them to the point where we didn't find Charlie, but we found an open parking lot that we. (laughs) <laughs> we drove around, you know, we played in, I, I guess, a little bit. But then we we had to get them back to the office, and uh, those things had horns. They have rather large, or large, loud horns, right? And so yeah. we were, as a courtesy, we would hit the horn so that somebody doesn't come around the corner and just we smack into them or they smack into us or whatever. And so yeah. we were hitting those horn- and we got in trouble. But uh, yeah. <laughs> we were told no more scooters because Brian and I were uh, – maybe having a little too much fun indoors and I don't understand if how I know a...
0: Blake if I know you I know that you were doing it out of precaution a hundred percent safety yes it had nothing to do with having fun with no those.
1: no we yeah I don't I don't understand why a hotel would have a problem with a 50 mile an hour scooter inside their property I, I just it yeah. doesn't yeah it baffles me why that would be a problem uh, I mean, this is
0: America, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then the 11th uh, uh, Amendment says, Thou shalt be able to ride scooters indoors. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, that's yeah. funny. So um, I, w- I want to ask another couple questions uh, and then we'll yeah. wrap up so that you can, because I think your kid's waking up pretty soon, but maybe not. Maybe you got a little <laughs> bit of time. But uh, I know my kids are wide awake, but. <laughs> um, so the, so you went from Elsick to the Woodlands, right? Yeah. And it's no secret the Elsick is a Title I school, and yep. the the amenities are uh, probably. Well, I actually I don't even know how how old the Woodlands High School is, but uh, ninety six. Okay, so Elsick is significantly yeah. older. Uh, yeah. So the theater and all that stuff is is has a little more seasoning on it, if you will. What yeah. is what is a challenge? And this might be a difficult question to answer. What is a challenge? Uh, that you ended up having at the Woodlands that you Mm -hmm. didn't expect but was fine a piece of cake at Elsick. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah um hmm you know it's funny because I think the the Elsick theater before I had had gotten there had been renovated Ah, um okay and they had their the the shop for elsic was huge it was like the stage left wing mm-hmm. is ginormous okay. for storage and everything like that now the stage right wing was barely smack into
1: thing. the wall yeah
0: yeah yeah <laughs> um and and elsic had a um had a, a like a, a storage facility for sets only for the mm-hmm. theater um out back on uh behind the uh school okay. um and that was awesome yeah um you know, the, the, I guess the thing for me that I realized when I moved from Elsick to the Woodlands is the kids are the same. The right. kids have the same problems of fitting in, uh, uh, wanting to be accepted, um, you know, dealing with all the same stuff we all deal with as a teenager. Right. I, think, I think the environment is obviously a little different. And one of the things I noticed was, um, you know, the parental support, right. um, is, has, it was different. Um, you know, and sometimes it was out of necessity. Sometimes at Elsick moms and dads had to work multiple sure. jobs to, to, uh, uh, support their family. And then, you know, um, it is, it, I think really for me, what hit home about working in those two places is you see a difference in the kids and, and their work ethic based on the amount and level of parent involvement. Um, And I think we, all, all teachers, no matter what discipline you teach can speak to that. Um, But it really hit home for me. Um, And obviously there's, there's times you have too much parent involvement and there's times that you, you have, uh, uh, too little parent involvement. Right. I think those were the big differences I noticed going from one place to the other.
1: Yeah. I think uh, there, there's a misconception about the woodlands as well uh, mm-hmm. that everybody's wealthy and that's not yeah. the case at all. No, does uh, not. There are some, some, some pockets of, of the woodlands that are obviously well to do and large yes. houses and stuff, large lots, but there are also some not so large areas that that have some families that that struggle and work check to check and and things like that so that creates an interesting dynamic at your school i i've got that at dulles as well where you have yeah the the, you know the the kid that is never struggles you know we're we're gonna go to uh uh international festival this is how much it costs and that kid brings the check the next day and then you have the kid that next day that says can i do this in installments over the next couple months you know Um, and the Woodlands has that as well. So, yeah,
0: yeah. And we, we have that and, (laughs) and it's definitely a thing. And, um, you know, in our department, Tim, you know, he's our department head. Um, he is so great about, um, money is not going to be something that can hold a child back from, from doing, doing something. So, um, we do have kids that have to scholarship things. Yep. We we do have kids where we have to sponsor them. And, um, you know, our, our booster club is amazing and, and helps out with that as well. Um, and so, but yeah, no, we definitely have those, those pockets, um, of, of areas where kids, like you said, live check to check. Right.
1: Right. Now yeah. So,
0: and yeah, people have that conception, you know, uh, you know, everybody's driving you know, Audi's yeah. and, and BMWs Yeah. And, that's, and that's definitely not true.
1: And I'm not going to lie. You know, uh, I've been now working with class X since I think 2004. So a long yeah. time, but, uh, you know, when I first, because I was always in Houston, I I've always been in Houston. I didn't venture out too far North, um, except to go past the woodlands to Dallas. But, uh, yeah. the, my perception of, 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 the Woodlands was that everybody had money and it was this rich, wealthy, hoity-toity place. And then, and then, Class Act does their shows in at a middle school that's a, a very well-to-do middle school as far as academics are concerned, a very successful school. But it's yeah. in a neighborhood that's not the the best. You know, it's it's yeah. not a it's yeah. not a crime scene by any means, but it's also not it's a middle class neighborhood. So uh, yeah. I just yeah. th- that kind of opened my eyes and. And getting to know people that are up there, the the multitude of uh, or the range that is of uh, the type of uh, family that's in the woodland. So, you know,
0: yeah, and I have the same. I have the same conception because yeah.
1: um, conception. I have the same perception. Perception. You, yeah, yeah you conception go. would be totally. <laughs> yeah. Change this yeah. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Easter. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. There you go. Uh, I had the the perception, the same thing. Cause I grew up in West side of Houston. Yeah. Um, and I always knew the woodlands as, Oh my gosh, this yeah. is just this, this Mecca. Uh, and it's, it's, they got all the money in the world and da da da. And then my wife and I live here now. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, and it, it, I've definitely learned it, that that is not teacher. the truth. <laughs> and I'm a teacher. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I definitely find that I definitely find that. Yeah. What, like what you said, it's, it's very, um, there are those levels, mm-hmm. you know, River Oaks areas, yeah. if you will. Um, but then there are those 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 pockets where kids uh, and their families are yeah. kind of middle class. Yeah. like You said.
1: Yeah. So I I have a wrap up question for you. Uh, yeah. And and I tr- try to think about it um, outside of your school's space, right? What right. is a show that you would love to do but would not be able to get away with? and i don't necessarily mean content like avenue q or something like that i mean right, right. physically it won't work or uh it it it's just it's just too mag- uh, uh, the magnitude of the show is just too large that kind of thing yeah. and and it has to be yeah. out there it has to be something you can't say wicked wicked's not out there yet yeah uh, yeah no, no 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 um yikes while you think uh maybe i should tell a joke or something but you know okay so so this kind of this kind of
0: sounds self-serving i guess um with Uh, what we've already talked about okay um yeah i want to do les mis i want to do i want to direct it um and i i struggle because i mean in 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 many high school settings like we have we have phenomenal girls for Mm. days Mm -hmm. uh you know i can i can cast it 17 different ways with these amazing um actresses it's yeah. just those those boys you know yeah. they're, they're tough to tough to get um and you know you got to have a jean valjean you got to yeah. have a, a guy that can carry that whole show and uh, both both physically uh and vocally yeah. and and all of that and you know i think if you're gonna if you want to do les mis right you got to have some kind yeah. of revolving something yeah um just to pay homage to what's come before so that that would be the one um uh, I always say, if I can find a Jean Valjean, that kid who can just blow us away with that 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 part, I, don't, I would do it. I don't heartbeat.
1: remember who said it, but um, somebody once said to me, "There are lots of boys in theater; there are not many men." And yes. so, yeah, you know, that's yeah. that's the problem. Is Jean Valjean or a role like that needs to be yeah. a man or needs to look like a man? Uh, and yeah. that's, that's why we go to football players all the time. <laughs> that's why we recruit. Yeah. you know, that's why we, we, you know, every once in a while I will go to a game or I go to games often, uh, where I am now at Dulles, but, um, to support my students, but also, yeah. uh, uh, recruiting, you know, you like, you like, you know, cause I'll be on the sidelines. Uh, luckily I'm fortunate <laughs> enough to be on the sidelines and I'll be like, ah, you know, that kid's talking to one of my theater kids. My, th- you know, my theater kid is not good at football. That's why he's doing theater.
0: Uh,
1: I wonder if he can tell, you know, get me hooked up with that guy so that I can see if he's interested in, in being in the show. And this past, what's funny is this past year with Bonnie and Clyde, uh, we we did that. We we got this big, yeah. big, big, big kid, and he's an underclassman, so they've got him for a little bit longer. But you know, he ended up loving it. He got bit by the bug. So yeah,
0: uh, yeah. I always say, I always say, you know you know, you, you, you can, you look at those athletes that come through yeah. your classes, you know, your theater ones or whatever. Um, and I always, I always want to look at some of them and just say, you know, Hey, yeah. you're, you're going to ride the bench, but if you come <laughs> to me, yeah, like, yeah, you could be the guy. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, and so, uh, so, yeah, so I, I, yeah, I would I would say that one for sure, but you got to have the guys.
1: So to wrap up with kind of a, a moment of Zen or a moment of, 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 you know, being inspirational or, or some sort of like that, Yeah. give me, give me one of the most, uh, ingrained, memorable things that Terry Hibbert, Ismert, Ib, Ismert, Hibbert, you know, T-H-I-T-I-H, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what did she – what is something that you still just remember? Uh, and it maybe it wasn't Terry. Maybe it was uh, – uh, remind me. Why can't I think now? And Yancey. Y- yeah, Yancey, Miss Yancey. Yeah, yeah, so my high school teacher. Maybe yeah. it's one of the two of them that that you remember from high school.
0: You know, I, I think it was just uh... – i mean the talks you know the talks that i had where when i was struggling with with things and i was struggling with like life you know and i and i didn't want to go to my parents or anything like that she was always that listening ear one of the i guess one of the funniest stories that i have is um we uh we knew where where terry lived uh this was you know <laughs> okay. obviously a, a different time um and one night we all got the wild hair in us to go tp her house um okay. And so we all, we all TP'd it and we all, we did all that during the night. And I, I think like nine thirty the next morning she calls us and she says, Hey, uh, no, it was you guys. Uh, why don't y'all come over and let's go ahead and get this cleaned up. And, uh, so we all went over and we helped clean and all of that. Um, but like, she was out there like serving us like drink, like lemonade <laughs> and like iced tea, you know, like. Uh, that was just the kind of teacher she was yeah. um i think and it, it was just it, she was just really special and 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 her and then my even my middle school uh, director greg morgan and and uh Ann batten bishop uh really kind of set me on this path and i just hope that i hope that i'm half the theater director uh that they were for me and i think that's i mean i think that's why we all get into it as theater directors is we had that one that really yeah touched us and and wanted us to, to be great. And we want to do that for others.